Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 218. Great episode. An extra track or two packed in several shorter tracks, shorter being less than two minutes, one even rounding out at just over a minute. And we'll get into all of that here in a moment. As always, we start off each episode with the new, what has recently come out and what will be coming out soon. On the list I've got, Chemicide is, they released Uncertain Future, which was a single on June 20th. Spring Moods released June 20th. That's the name of the album on June 20th. (laughs) Jigsaw Youth released a tax single, and that'll be coming up in a future episode I saw. Yes, it will be. It's a good track. Super good song, pretty long, but but yeah, this... uh... I think I, I think they put out a video. Was it the video for that one, or maybe it was videos for a different one? They Either might. way, I was watching one of Jigsaw Youth's videos around the time that came out when I was uh, listening to the track. Yeah, but it will be a yeah. The fact that it's long, it will be a makeup for uh, most of the songs we have picked in this episode, <laughs> as that one is four times the length of some of these. <laughs> right. Uh, but also, it's good. Uh, uh, that was the twenty-first. On the twenty-second, Executors put out their summer twenty-one sampler EP. Love Executors, great band. Uh, Miners, they're from, I want to say France. Uh, June 24th, Miners put out a new single, Paese, P-A-E-S-E. Paese. There you go, we'll go with that. It sounds Italian, and we're going to go with that anyway. It very much is Italian. uh, Love Breakers, they put out on June 25th, Primary Colors. Drug Church put out Tawny EP. No Guidance put out Fireworks and Arsonist. The Dirtiest put out Sovereignista. All of those 25th. Also on the 25th, City Saints, they put out a new single, something like uh, Han or Evil Conduct on the radio or something. I, it's over on Sunny Bastard Records. And Han, King of Kings from Evil Conduct, is featured on the track I saw. I, I haven't seen any other digital release. I need to get back and check it out. Love City Saints, such an awesome band out of Sweden. Sus Escort, they put out Passion Intact. That came out on June 25th. Von Erichs on the 26th, they put out Texas Tornado. Uh, a couple releases coming out soon, and I don't know the specific release dates. I need to spend some time and check, but they're definitely on the radar. Trouble, with a question mark. They're putting out Backs Against the Wall Project featuring Stano, PA with The Shend, Deco, and Steve Ignorant. Uh, they are going to be releasing It's Just Like Meeting Picasso. Definitely looking forward to Project. And Street Threat will be releasing Redemption EP. Hopefully on the next episode or two we'll have actual release dates for those. Uh, a few on in July, Sial, S-I-A-L, is releasing Zaman, Idan, and I believe they were from Philippines or Malaysia. Drawn a blank on that now, but somewhere in the South Pacific area. On the first, Por Venir Oscuro is releasing Oscarosa Humanidad. And I think they're from New York, so I think Eric and I have had this conversation. Feels like deja vu. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the second, Plizkin's putting out End Their Paradise is Full of Snakes. It's on Pirates Press. It's amazing. Check out that album. Sebi's awesome. And it's basically, no, I don't want to equate Stomper 98. They do the, he sings there and they do the tracks in German. These are in English, but it's different. It's a different band. It's a different vibe. Anyway, mm-hmm. check out Plizkin. The crew with, that has Fletcher, Tim Armstrong, Mike Muir, Matt Freeman, and Byron McMacken, they're releasing their single, One Voice. On the second, Tuning is releasing a beacon, is a beacon in Impossible Seas, which is an EP. The Gundown is releasing Dead End Alley on the 9th. Jody Faster is releasing Incomplete Discography on the 9th. Graduating Life's releasing two. It's the Roman numeral two. And Rehasher... That's Roger Lima of Less Than Jake's other band is releasing Tasty Slices Volume One. That's everything I've got so far. Eric, do you got anything to add? Uh, just a uh, just a couple. The uh, yeah, one I'm going to reiterate the Drug Church Tawny EP from uh, the 25th of this month is still a very good EP. Also, there are a couple of uh, releases coming out via Club Lemon Records. There are no release dates for these guys, but one, the Verrukers, you know. From that uh, UK82 anarcho uh, street punk scene, yeah, some of the front runners of that. They're releasing an EP called uh, From the Depths. Awesome. I believe it's actually a single. And also, uh, if that was a, I mean, the Verrukers, they've been releasing stuff pretty consistently since, uh, I mean, their last album has come out came out in 2017. So this is their first release since then. But another band who hasn't released anything. Anything since the 80s, one Reagan Youth. Wow. Oh, yeah. They have been uh, they have been inactive in the studios ever since the death of uh, their singer, Dave Rubenstein. And now they are releasing a 7-inch again via Club Lemon, and it is called The Lucky 7. Awesome. <laughs> yep. So I am assuming a uh, new lineup is in uh, is in order. Maybe not entirely new. I assume that there's still going to be like a few of the uh, older members minus one Dave. But we'll see how that's come where that's going to be coming out. Both of which don't have any release dates. But if you go on uh, Club Lemon's website or if you find them on their Instagram, there's a link directly to their site, and they keep they keep posting and updating all the new music that's coming up awesome. uh, via their label. So yeah, I'm excited for that Reagan Youth. It's gonna be interesting to hear that. There's a, uh, I mean, 30 years? No, not even 30. Almost, tw- almost 40. Wow. Almost 40 years. I can't remember the. I can't remember when Reagan Youth's last album was. Some some point in the mid 80s. We'll look it up and we'll talk about it after your first track. So let's uh, lead into that. Let's play some new music. What is your first track? Yeah. So, yes, uh, as a lead-in to that, I have a song from the upcoming Seattle-based hardcore punk group, Filth is Eternal. They have a single out for the song called uh, On the Rake, and it's going to be the very first track that you hear on this album. Um, The album, one is, uh, it's a semi-self-titled one, meaning that there is a uh, precursor to Filth is a Lie. Or <laughs> filth is eternal. God damn it, I spoiled it. The the whole album is called Love is a Lie, comma, Filth is Eternal. So there you go. They're being a little uh, overdramatic here, but you know, what am I to everyone's overdramatic. Listen to half the hardcore songs. <laughs> Not even half, two thirds of the hardcore songs. It's all about like uh I don't know, little uh little 
minute details in life that just seem to rub you the wrong way and you just sit on it for too long. <laughs> I mean, that's the Nick Cave approach. Here's the thing about getting a, a new, touching newsprint and getting the black stains on his fingers. <laughs> but the idea was like, if you uh, don't understand the little things in life, that you don't understand the bigger things. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting off track here. Filth is a turtle. They don't... This, as far as I know, is the only uh, release that they have under their belt. I'll have to double check on the Bandcamp, so don't quote me on that just yet. Just yet. We'll listen to the song. We got about a minute. I'm serious. This song is a minute. Right. So I have one minute to uh, fact check myself and also fact check as to when Reagan Youth released their last album. I got so, it. I already got it, get... so we'll talk about it after the track. Okay, so he's ahead of me. I've been yapping away and he's been studying. <laughs> All right. Filth is Eternal, On the Rake, from their upcoming album, Love is a Lie, Filth is Eternal, and also a lie. One minute, three seconds. Yeah, there it is. And it's a good one. Right? <laughs> I liked it. It was good. Anyway, I am on their uh, band camp right now, and it turns out they do have a couple of releases. One was a, uh, let's see, one was when they were called Fucked and Bound, okay. is what it's looking like. And they did a split with <laughs> uh, another band called Haunted Horses, where it looks like they were doing uh, some covers here. Anyway, then... Uh, and yeah, they also released an album under that name, Fucked and Bound, as yeah, an album called Suffrage. So, technically, they have a few releases under their belt, but the only one with uh, Filth is Eternal on that name is the band, is the single Zed, which came out in May earlier this year. So, that was a thing. <laughs> I even heard that, and I forgot about it. My apologies. So yeah, Filth is Eternal. This is the upcoming first full length of this band with that name. They're pulling a choking victim here. <laughs> but I mean, it's all it's all on their band camp. It's all under Filth is Eternal. So it does get a little uh, confusing here. But it doesn't dissuade from the music, I believe. I still have to listen to uh, Fucked and Bound. So we'll see. Maybe that will be on the next episode. But... As it is right now, filth is eternal. You like what you heard? Then there's more coming. Keep an eye out. The info on Reagan Youth, they released only one album during their existence as a band in 1984, mm -hmm. uh, which was Youth Anthems for the New Order, and yep. then was re-released uh, re as Reagan Youth Volume 1 by a small independent label in 89, and then a second album titled Volume 2 was completed and released in 90, 
after the official breakup of the band. Uh, both are still available on vinyl if you want to get your shit there. And then they have several oh, yeah. other compact discs and vinyl, like a collection of pop classics, live and rare, punk rock New York, you know, so forth, uh, the complete youth anthems for mm-hmm. the New Order 7-inch box set and uh, other appearances, some bootlegs from CBGBs and so forth. But the real, what you were getting at is the actual album, New Music, Youth Anthems for the New Order came out in 1984. Yep, there you go. And I do have a volume one and two on vinyl. Yep. Awesome. The, or as I like to refer to them as uh, the one with the Klan and the one with the Nazis. <laughs> 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 oh, God. I love that band, Reagan Youth. You can't, you can't get away with uh, shit like that now. You know, even the punk scene would just be would be uh, cross would be looking at you like, are you really saying uh, Sieg Heil in one of your songs? Yeah, the Reagan Youth. We are the Reagan Youth. Sieg Heil. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. No one even even when Trump was president, nobody even said we are the Trump Youth. Sieg Heil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but maybe if Reagan Youth was still an active band at that time, they probably would have taken advantage of that. Just as DOA took advantage of, instead of fucked up Ronnie, turned it into fucked up Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Or they could have just done Donald Reagan. Right. <laughs> or Ronald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Those are close enough, yes. Yeah, the Ronald Youth. The Donald Youth. <laughs> All right, well, we have some other new music. Uh, the band Fool's Errand played them a few times on the show. Their most recent release was Machete Sessions, and that came out March or April, just a few months back digitally, but the vinyl release has been pushed to late August, early September, and anybody that's looking at getting vinyl uh, pressed and so forth, you've probably noticed that some things have been delayed. Well, theirs has been delayed. So they decided to put out mm-hmm. a new track while people wait for that vinyl release. And this track right here, I have their previous release, Fool's Aaron. It's awesome on vinyl. So I'm looking forward to getting Machete Sessions. Uh, That's Your Lot is a single that they released on June 18th. And just outside of that window that we were talking about now, so it was one that we were talking about in previous episodes, As far as new releases go, again, they're from Las Vegas. This track features two individuals from other bands. So the first person uh, that this track features is Johnny Elbias from Bad Assets. Hopefully I said your name right, Johnny, your last name. is on bass guitar, and Johnny plays in uh, the band Bad Assets, and we played the track Stand Together from their newest album, Ghosts of Ode. Old Detroit, I can't even say that right. <laughs> Ghosts of Old Detroit was their album that came out back in November of 2020. Uh, Mid-January played a track, which was Stand Together, on episode 194. So if you want to go check that out, do go check out the band Bad Assets. The other person that this track features is DJ Mimo, or Mimo, M-I-M-M-O. Uh, I probably screwed up both last names. I apologize. But DJ played in or plays in the band Outsiders and has played in the band Discontent and ADHD and is playing lead guitar on this track. So uh, we'll talk more about Outsiders here in a few tracks, but let's stick with Fool's Errand and That's Your Lot. That's the single. That's what you get while you wait for that vinyl to get pressed for Machete Sessions. So here you go. Let's see what you think. Here's some Fool's Errand.
That did sound killer. Right? Awesome stuff. Again, it featured uh, two band members, one from Bad Assets, one from Outsiders. We'll get to the Outsiders here in a moment, but it's great stuff. If you like Fool's Errand and you're in the process of waiting for that Machete Sessions, and even if you're not, head over to Bandcamp. You can get yourself that single right there. Not sure if they'll include it or not on that press. I don't know that it would have been ready. Who knows? But you can get that one now while you wait, and you can also get a digital version if you don't want to wait for the vinyl version of Machete Sessions. That was an EP. Let's play another new one here. It came out as well in June. So on June 2nd, the band Repeat Offender put out Summary Execution, and that's an EP. They're from Los Angeles, if you're not familiar with the band. And there are six tracks. The other five besides this one are between one minute and one minute and 21 seconds. I've picked the longest track <laughs> on the uh, EP there, coming in at 144. Uh, if you want a physical copy, they will be available soon here in the U.S. on Shit Kicker Records and in Europe on Mendeku Discock. Discock. <laughs> Mendeku Discock. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's what it is. Uh, so if you want it in Europe, go look it up there. In the U.S., go look it up on Shit Kicker Records. Uh, we'll give you a sample here. See if you like it. It's good stuff. Again, there's going to be six tracks, short ones. This being the long one. At 144, here is Inferiority Complex from the band Repeat Offender.
has a kind of a concrete elite vibe to it. Yeah, I was thinking that. Just those incredibly gravelly vocals. Right? <laughs> yeah, it did remind me a bit of the uh, yeah, the concrete elite that's just so rugged. Absolutely. Like just uh it's just like a bulldozer. <laughs> well, these bands should play together, so if Concrete Elite makes their way from Texas to LA or somewhere nearby. They should play with Repeat Offender and vice versa. If uh, uh, Repeat Offender makes their way to Texas, I mean, there's so many towns in Texas, you'd probably play Texas for a month. <laughs> kind of. Uh, I don't like know if the interest is in that many towns for punk music. I wish it was. Uh, and maybe it is. Maybe it is. But uh, it's big enough. It's, it takes yeah. take a long time to make your way through. It's like what? Uh, soldiers of destruction were saying uh, touring England. It's right. like you just drive two hours in any direction. It's like you're going from uh, London to uh, Birmingham, and then you get up to Sheffield, and then you get to uh... ah shit. Then you can uh, cross the borders and head up to Glasgow. Right. <laughs> it's just like uh, yeah, England is just one little state. Most of the countries in Europe are like the equivalent to the size of the states we have over here. <laughs> So it's uh, you uh, cross the border and you're in an entirely different, uh, uh, an entirely different culture, an entirely different language that's being spoke. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, being a bi, even trilingual over there is not exactly a privilege; it's a necessity. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's good stuff. I like Repeat Offender. Go check out Summary Execution. Just came out. They do have another release as well. So if you go over to the Bandcamp, you can check out a bunch of great music from them. And again, the physical copies will be coming soon. Eric, mm. let's do some older, lesser-known stuff. I threw an extra one on, but we'll get to those in a moment. Let's do yours. You got a story. Tell yeah, us a story. I do have a story. The uh, band that I chose is... a. Uh, uh, really one that not a lot of people know about. I didn't know about them until last week. And the reason why I chose them is because of uh, one man who has uh, passed away. If you're a hardcore kid or uh, really into old school, and I mean old school as in uh, late 90s, 2000s hardcore punk, if you know the band Bane, then you know that their uh, former bassist, Brandon Stu McGuire, has passed away as a result of his uh, cancer, his battle with cancer, and he lost. And that really fucking sucks. Right. Yeah. Brandon was a, uh, yeah, he was the bassist of Bane from uh, around 05, 06 up until about uh, 2012. He, was, uh, he wasn't on any of their studio albums. Uh, a few songs were released uh, uh, during his time within the band, but I couldn't, uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that he was on any of the recordings. But he did tour and he did play with them. He made a lot of connections, touched a lot of people because a lot of people are mourning over him. Uh, outside of the band themselves. So he obviously made a dent into the scene. But before he even joined Bane, he had a he had another band, also based out of Boston, that was called Reach the Sky. And it wasn't it wasn't his band. He didn't fa- he wasn't f- the founder of it, but he did come in uh in around uh I think 2000, 2001. Um how I know this is like they only released uh they only released two albums. In uh, 99, they released uh, So Far From Home. And, uh, oh, wait, I think I have that backwards. Let me, I'm double checking right now. Nope, I was correct. (laughs) I was correct. And then they released a second album, Friends, Lies, and the End of the World. And, yeah, that that is the one where uh, Brandon came on and, and, yeah, started playing bass and even uh, uh, (laughs) co-lyricized some of the... uh, 
some of the songs. And and yeah, I wanted to uh, my initial reaction was to include a song by Bane, but since uh, I couldn't reach I couldn't reach any of the songs that he may or may not have played, since I couldn't confirm that, I felt like that was just sliding it a little bit. Right. And also, I could have just chose any uh, Bane track that I really loved, but but then I th- thought... I'm sure he's know, played plenty of them live, just like Absolutely. Said, he's he, played a lot of Bane right? songs. <laughs> but I figured, you know what? I can really uh, pay ode to, uh, uh, to this uh, fallen bassist in the hardcore scene by... Give an ode to a band that not a lot of people know about, unless you were unless you were there, unless you were like uh, cutting your teeth in the Boston hardcore scene. And uh, we even talked a bit about the Boston scene um, a couple episodes ago, I think, or maybe I'm crossing hairs. Anyway, yeah, the Boston scene produced a lot of great bands, right? So many great bands. Like aside from these two, and uh, you know, you had Slapshot, you had Blood for Blood, you had SSD Control, you had all these. And you had Dropkick Murphys. Right. There. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> They're the harbingers of uh, Boston oi punk and uh, also hardcore. But, but yeah, Reach This Guy, bit of a, bit of a fans-only sort of band. But I decided to – I was going through the lyrics of them, and a lot of songs are about breakups. Love and love lost, pretty much. <laughs> Very uh, – very emotional tracks dealing with uh, stuff like that. Relationships, whether they were uh, romantic or uh, just straight friendships or family ties. You know, it's talking about the fact that, you know, things have been changing and now they are gone from the lives. So I was thinking, well, maybe this isn't appropriate to uh, choose one of those songs. As in, uh, not just, uh, of, they have songs about losing friends. Not in the, not in the, uh in the way that they jumped off of this mortal coil. I'm talking about like uh, they lost him to drugs or they lost him through drama or any other insert whatever bullshit you want here. Right. You know? But but I figured I chose the song that uh, best uh, exemplifies the loss in anything, no matter what it is, and I chose the song Goodbye and Good Luck. Because, yeah, that's talking about you break off a relationship with somebody and you're just like, okay, goodbye, good luck, have I wish the best for you, and that's kind of the best way to uh, see someone off as in uh, as in sort of a eulogy. Right. You know, we wish you well. At, you know, in regards to your spirit, your soul, your energy, whatever, uh, whatever you believe is known as a afterlife. You know, we wish you luck in that afterlife. Absolutely. That's how that's how I read it. I know that's probably not the intent from that song. <laughs> Most likely isn't. <laughs> but but yeah, I will let you decide. You listen, you and try and absorb some of the lyrics. I, it is a hardcore song, so it is kind of hard to uh, uh, t- to pick apart and uh, really listen to the narrative. But here it is: goodbye and good luck.
So yeah, there it is. Now, upon listening to it some more, it just uh, you know, and and putting it to the uh, to the event that now that uh, Stu has passed on, it just makes the song sound a bit more ominous. <laughs> it's, in the end, it was like uh, until we see you again, and sort of you know, it's like when you come across an old friend, you don't see, you haven't seen him for uh, years, and then you re, and then you meet again. Well, now this uh, said friend is dead. Right. And it's like, until we meet again. It's almost like you're living in, de- in the first stage of grief, denial. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. It's, uh... And yeah, even the title itself, it reminds me of uh, uh, the film Good Night and Good Luck, which was uh, you know based on the, uh, the end cap of any of Ed Murrow's uh, uh, broadcasting over the radio, you know, discussing uh, McCarthyism. And the whole uh, Red Scare and uh, all the blacklisting going on of, of the alleged communists within the community. And he always ended it with uh, good night and good luck. <laughs> just that just that ominous uh, sentence right there. Just uh, It just heeds to the fact that, you know, we don't know what is going to happen, but we hope that you are okay. <laughs> right. So, and that's what they're saying in this song right here. It's like, uh, you know, we don't know what's happening to you, but every time I hear something about you, I wonder. I like to know, I like to talk to the people that you've associated with and see if they've seen you in the past. I just want to make sure you're okay. And and that's another thing. You know, he's, uh, you know, it, any cancer patient just uh, lying on the hospital bed, knocking on death's door, of course, you're going to want to know what the, you're going to want to get updated on what their situation is, what their condition is, and if they're still breathing. Right. So, yeah, it really does dig a lot deeper. Or maybe I'm just digging a lot deeper, but honestly, that's uh, that's just how I see the song. That's how I associate it to the current uh, standing in which uh, all of his friends and family are. <clears throat> and, uh, and, yeah, once again, Reach the Sun, really good band. <laughs> a lot of... Uh, yeah, what I'm gonna reiterate a lot of breakup lyrics. <laughs> you know, I, I can't shake that. But regardless, they are still a good band. Kind of got that. Uh, it kind of has that good riddance vibe to it. That kind of a uh, West Coast meets the East Coast sort of thing. Like, uh, in sort of the same way that H2O kind of brought it in, and also Bouncing Souls. And now these guys, and eventually Bane did did bring in a lot of that uh, West Coast melody in there. Right. This was just like one of the uh, foregoers of that of that style, at least in the Boston scene, because I don't know of many Boston bands that uh, that sound like this one. Pretty much, they were definitely more uh, more skinhead based, right? <laughs> you know, and I'm talking street skins, like it's just <laughs> the people that wouldn't think twice about giving you the boot. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, uh, I, I picked some. Some things that have a lot less meaning overall. Uh, <laughs> I just came across <laughs> the uh, our outsiders, not the outsiders, but outsiders because uh, DJ Mimo or Mimo Mimo uh, from that band was Mino. yes <laughs> uh, was featured on the Fool's Errand track. So I decided, oh, I'm going to check out this band, and I did. And they have a release that's on vinyl. And it, the release is called These Streets. It's already at its second press, and you can get it at hostagerecords.com. So if you like this track, get it there. 
Hard to find any of the other tracks. I'm going to just have to go out and order it because I liked this track that much. But this band, Outsiders, features former members of the band Discontent, Smogtown, which also had members in Gross Polluter, who we did an interview with way back in September of 2018, uh, Pushers and Huns, also members of those bands. And they are, it's cool, it's a 10-song LP and they are from somewhere in the SoCal, Orange County area. Don't know specifics. Couldn't find a lot of specific information about them other than at hostagerecords.com. And then taking a look through, what did they have? It was like a, maybe it was a Facebook page or an Instagram or something. It was an Instagram page. <laughs> there, there wasn't a lot of other information that I pulled off. So go check them out. It came out in 2020, possibly June of 2020. And like I said, they're already on their second press for this on Hostage Records. So from the album, These Streets, the band Outsiders, we're going to hear the title track, These Streets, because that's what I can get my hands on. So <laughs> These Streets, it's, uh, I'm very disappointed. There is no Pony Boy in that lineup. <laughs> <laughs> there is no Pony Boy. On, the Outsiders talking about These Outsiders, Streets. Right. Is there a song called The Rumble? I, I don't think so. <laughs> or the Burning Church. <laughs> go look them up on HostageRecords.com, and you can find out if there's any tracks with those names. Let's listen to the track. We'll see what you think. Here are Outsiders.
So what'd you think of Outsiders? The Outsiders? Well, I love the book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's my last one, maybe. But yeah, I did enjoy, I did enjoy that. It does have that very uh, slow-moving uh, sort of uh, uh, sort of seventies rock sound to it. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, pretty interesting. Just kind of like a yeah, just just very slow-moving. That's what I'm getting from it. It was. It's the the anthem type song where you know you're you're in the show and everybody's just singing. It's not driving you to you know circle pit or anything like that. It's yeah. just. Hey, we're involved, and we're gonna take a break on this one. But, <laughs> but it's one of those ones that makes you want to sing to it, sing with them. All right, all right. I can just, I can officially tell them, stay gold, outsiders. <laughs> now that's my last one. Uh, it's a great track. Uh, glad it came across them. Uh, if I wouldn't have been into the band Fools Errand, I might have missed that because it's already been out over a year, and I just came across it. And I'm definitely looking at getting it ordered from Hostage Records. So uh, I'll be doing that soon. And if you're going to, go to HostageRecords.com and you can get yours ordered there. Let's do another older one before we talk about some uh, a live show, anyway, that was recent here. So uh-huh. before we get into that, the band Doldrums. I want to thank Jake for reaching out and sharing the band's music. They released a demo, and that came out... February of this year, so February 6th of 2021, has seven tracks. I'm going to give you the times of those tracks right now, all seven tracks. You have a 38-second track, two that come in at a minute, one at 105, 125, 134, and the longest track on the uh, demo comes in at 205. So you're going to have seven tracks. Seven tracks at around uh, seven minutes, maybe like seven and a half minutes. (laughs) Yeah, we can't even say they're hitting the double digits on that one. Nope. No, those seven tracks will not hit double digits. But cool one nonetheless. Uh, you, you know it's going to be a fast one when they're short ones. We're going to listen to the track that com- comes in at 125. It's Meltdown. If I forgot to tell you, this is a Kansas City, Missouri band. Doldrums, go check them out. They are on Bandcamp. Demo is the release. Here we go with the track Meltdown. Just like that. Well, then. 
That was grimy. <laughs> that was that bass line that opens up. I it reminds me of stuff that I can't put my finger on it still. I am just maybe it's not a bass line I'm trying to think of. Maybe it's just a a melody that I heard in a soundtrack somewhere. I don't know. It just sounds so uh sinister. <laughs> it sounds like it's plotting. <laughs> well, for a track uh entitled Meltdown, maybe it's fitting. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> so uh yeah, thank you thank you fucking Dole Drums from Misery City, Kansas. You guys are fucking amazing. <laughs> right? Good stuff. Go check out the rest. It's on Bandcamp. Demo is the name of the release that came out February 6th. Thank you again to Jake. Eric, tell us about the show you went and saw. I almost made it. And mm-hmm. I just moved all day that day. It was hot, and I made it like right there. And then I just like, I ain't going to just leave, like get there and then leave. Because that just seems rude to get there <laughs> while the bands are playing and decide, fuck, I'm just too tired for this, so I'm out. So I bailed before I got there. I'm lame. You tell me about it. Well, I know that you were tired that day. <laughs> and trust me, that show probably would have broken you. <laughs> oh, it was wild. It was a rambunctious little garage show with a bunch of little young punks, many a beer being drank, most of it being spilled. Even one, even one glass bottle just shattering to the ground in the middle of the pit. I will get to that in a minute. <laughs> oh God, it was a nut. Yeah, I got there. I missed uh, I missed Dysentery's first set and uh but then I learned it was only about five minutes long. They didn't have a singer until up until up until twenty minutes before their set, where uh, uh, this kid Marcus came up and uh, basically sang the sang the songs, or more or less just yelled a bunch of fucking <laughs> words and just <laughs> and just acted crazy. I mean that kid acts crazy. He's a fucking nut. Anyway, so uh, I missed dysentery, but I got there for the main reason I really wanted to be there. The Usurpers. I finally got to see the Usurpers, and my God, did those motherfuckers bring it. <laughs> I really wanted to see Usurpers and Power Beer, because Power Beer, I think this is this their first show since... Yeah, it's their first show with their uh, newest singer, cool. Chaos. Yeah, I and I wanted to see them, because I, I haven't seen them since Tyler was singing. Same, yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, we'll get to Power Beer in a minute. Sure. Uh, but the Usurpers. Oh, man. That was like a... I think it was their second show ever. I think they only played one before the whole... Like in Pocatello uh, or something, thing. wasn't it? Yeah, somewhere around there. Because so, we had Scatter on yeah. the show back in December, and I think it was mm-hmm. something like that. It was either that's where the show was or that's where they had a show scheduled, but something like that. Yeah. But regardless, this was their first uh, Salt Lake City show. And they played... And yeah, they played pretty much all the hits from their LP, Future Wars. Yeah, Future Wars, and uh, I can't remember the titles off the top of my head, but I was yeah, I was singing along with it. The guy next to me was singing along with it. People were crowding up to uh, Scatter's mic, and he was just <laughs> he was just on it. And Mauricio, my God, Mauricio, he was just in the pocket. Yeah, thank you, Dustin. He yeah. handed me the he handed me the album. So let's see. They did light the fuse. That was a good one. Enemy Within got a lot of uh, 
Got a lot of crowd reaction. Policeman, oh, that got a lot of uh, anger going in. <laughs> and uh, Punks and Rogues, the be-all, end-all anthem that they have in this uh, in this LP. The other funny thing about this LP, I was planning on buying it at the show, but I did not have any cash on me. And I told that to uh, uh, their drummer. Can't remember his uh, name. Probably have to look inside. I was gonna here. say it might be in there somewhere. Yeah, it might be in there. I mean, it's. <laughs> I wish I would have made it. Uh, I should have just Nika. powered through. <laughs> yeah, you probably should have, even if it was just for them. But you I thought they the would back. be the last one, and I thought I don't know if I've got it in me because I got there. I think the show was supposed to start at six, and I got there around like six thirty, and I was like, uh if it goes till 10, I don't think I've got three and a half hours in me to, to make it all the way through the end. And I didn't know who the last one was. I'd just seen uh, Violent Unrest, and I want to see him again. I think they were great just a couple weeks previous. And yes. so no matter who would have been at the end, I didn't think Dysentery would be there because I knew it was going to be their first or one of their first shows. But oh, any but of the were. other three <laughs> are, the, are the bands that I'm familiar with and I wanted to see, and so I would have stuck around had I gone. So anyway, about the album. Yeah, about the, about the album, I, w- I told uh, Nico, like, I don't have any uh, cash on me. Is there another way I can pay you? And he just straight up handed it to me. He's like, nah, go ahead and take it. Okay, awesome. I just got the LP for free. <laughs> and I even made a joke. I'm like, oh, I guess this is uh, I guess this is penance for the interview we did with Scatter back in December. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he, re- and he recognized me. It was like, thank you for doing that and all the, all the fun stuff. And all three of those guys in Usurpers, very sweet people. They are just, uh, they are just the most chill. They're lovely to hang around with. Uh, awesome to talk to. I was talking to Mauricio about, uh, about hardcore music, and he was telling me about his uh, scene back in his home, t- his homeland of El Salvador, and saying how a uh, one guy at a, uh, what, what was it, Death Before Dishonor show, got shot in the foot because <laughs> because the he wasn't gonna get let into the show, and he was just saying it as like nonchalantly, and he told me, "Yep, that that's just kind of how it went down there. That's just how the scene <laughs> was." I go. Okay, so apparently that stuff still exists. And he made That's a comment crazy. like uh, Death Before Dishonor, they're the one of the hardest Boston-based hardcore bands to just like slam and pulverize any venue they went in. And just seeing them scared at the sound of a gunshot, just like a... <laughs> just kind of like lifted the veil a little bit. <laughs> so, so yeah, he made a comment on that. We had a laugh, whatever, but... But that's the thing, Mauricio, fantastic guitarist. He uh, really hones his craft, both uh, taking equal parts of hardcore punk and metal, and just all throwing it into the, and just throwing it into the mixer. And it's coming out as the guitar you hear on the Usurpers record. If you haven't heard it yet, go listen to it. Listen to it. It is fucking amazing. One of right. the best releases of this year. Anyway, then Violent Unrest came out. Violent Unrest. Paige, I love your performance. You are getting better. You're getting a lot better. I know how uh, insecure you are about <laughs> about performing in front of uh, people as a singer and just like uh, just like, oh, well, I'm not sure this. I'm not sure that. I'm not sure if people people are loving you. I'm loving you and you're getting better. And Violent Unrest is a killer band. Right. Another people just full uh, another band just full of great people in there. Both uh, uh, Jeremy and uh, uh, God, George, <laughs> George, and uh, yeah, I can't remember and the Matt. drummer's name. Matt, 
I keep Scabs. getting I keep getting all those uh, brothers mixed up. I keep wanting to say Dustin, but I'm like no, Dustin, he's the one out in Nevada somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, all those guys, they're they're awesome. Scabs is really honing it on the uh, drums. Just uh, just basic punk and oi beats. Love it. And then we had Power Beer, the guys that closed out the night. This was their first show with their new singer. And, yeah, they brought it just as heavy as I could have expected. Awesome. <laughs> yep, Power Beer. I've seen them a few times. I was at their very first show at the, at the Angry House, R.I.P. <laughs> and sure. that, was, uh, that was their first one that Tyler, he was supposed to be playing it, but... He was down in Arizona at the time they scheduled the show, and they just decided to go on without him. <laughs> so the first, uh, so the first show, they don't have a singer. They were just inviting people up to do whatever. And uh, my friend Matt, he was the one going up there, and he was like, "All right, I'm just kind of wigging it. Who else wants to come up?" He looks at me, Eric, you come up and sing. Okay, so I sang the rest <laughs> of the set, and then they they opened that set. A few other bands played, and then they closed out. <laughs> With me on vocals, so I made a joke at the uh, at the at the Power Beer show, saying uh, when they were introducing the new vocalist, Chaos, check him out, and I was like, "Oh, that's nothing. I was the original vocalist," <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I, "No, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that." <laughs> it was pre- it was pretty funny. I'm like, "Yeah, most people don't wanna don't want to admit it." <laughs> Really, I was the original fill-in vocalist. Not even the original. I came in second after Matt. <laughs> oh, it's just uh, the times where I was in a band and just really winging it. The second time I did that was on uh, was when I was at Angry Streets for a minute. Another band that Tyler was a part of. Wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Matt was also in that band. He was the guitarist. And the yeah, and they had their drummer, who shall remain nameless. He is a piece of shit human. We will say that. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck that guy. And uh, it really, I was replacing uh, Kevin Timebomb. Yeah, he had a, he had, he had his own problems. He had his own demons dealing with alcoholism and whatnot. And unfortunately, it did, uh, it did take his life. I can't remember if it was an OD or a suicide or anything like that. But he is not with us anymore. R.I.P. Kevin. I'm sorry. There's a lot of uh, talks about death in this show. Right. <laughs> in the middle of a uh, a show that was just. Uh, just brutal and awesome. Like, uh, all those kids, they were just going crazy. Like it was in this, uh, this little pint sized garage and just, uh, sweat billowing everywhere. Yeah. Beers being hung around in the pit, being spat about this one guy's just like shaking it up and having it spray everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's a power beer show. You kind of expect that. And this one guy just takes a fucking glass of Heineken, smashes it in the middle of the pit. Uh, Kevin uh, Cheerios, who uh, put on the show, he hands me a broom. And while the pit's going on, I'm sweeping all the glass off to the side. <laughs> but then people just keep uh, banking into the uh, to the wall where all the glass is, and it keeps getting treaded, treaded back out there. That's no good. <laughs> it was a fucking mess. Oh, but it was a perfect mess. That was exactly what we needed. That's exactly what's expected of shows like these. It was amazing. It was a fun show. And, yeah, I'm happy that I was there. My buddy Landon, he was there taking pictures of it. If you follow him on Instagram or if you follow follow any of the uh, respective bands on Instagram, then you must have seen his photos. He's got some he's got some killer ones. The ones that I've seen of Mauricio, ooh, they are lovely. That's awesome. <laughs> he's even got some cool pit pictures, all the 
all the kids in their spiky jackets and their combat boots just uh, locked arm and arm, you know, all around the shoulders doing the fucking uh, kicks and dances all around. He got a very good picture of that. That's awesome. There's also some videos uh, lurking about on uh, on uh, different pages. Really good shit. Good shit. Good show. And if you missed that one, if you are missing that one, the Usurpers will be playing again in a couple weeks here on July 16th at the uh, in the parking lot of both uh, Spooks Boutique and Oliver Clothing. That is uh, 3457 South State Street. Okay. Yeah. And they'll be playing with Mung and the Runts from Los Angeles. And All Systems Fail. Salt Lake, Anarcho, Hardcore, Punk, Stalwarts. These guys have been around for about 20 years now. Awesome. And they are still going strong. The other, and there is another one here. Um, yes, Power Beer. They are going to be playing at Aces this Friday with uh, Gag Order and Narc. Awesome. Yep. So there you go. That's your second chance that you get to see Power Beer. And I'll be out of town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see see what happens. I'm going to need a third chance on this one. Hopefully it's not too long. Yeah, not no three, three strikes, you're out. Right? Yeah. yeah. The way that it's going, it's probably like uh, three strikes and they probably broke up. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, but yeah. Friday for the rest of you who will be within the uh, who will be within the area code, <laughs> right? Yeah, Aces High Saloon. They are starting to do shows there, and I think this is the first one that they're doing. Well, the first one technically was a punk rock karaoke, but uh, this is the first time they're actually having a band uh, come through, play originals, not covers, and uh, actually have people pay to get in. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) that'll be helpful. Yeah, it'll be $5, so, you know, $5, beer tab, there you go. It's just sort of like buying an extra beer that night. It's really nothing. That's awesome. Yep, and Power Beer is a lot of fun to see, Gag Order. I played with them quite a few times. I haven't seen NARC yet. The the last time that they played, it was like the first show that I went to since the, since the plague. Nice. And, and that one still was a good show. (laughs) But yeah, NARC. Listen to them as well, and get and just come out and see them. Support the community now that it's uh, coming back in full force. Yeah, and if there's any shows out there coming up that you want us to talk about and plug, again, we talk about the ones that are close enough for us to see and the ones that we do get to see. And so if we travel, we'll talk about those as well. But if there's any around, because people listen to the show all over the place, let us know. Or just reach out on one of our posts and tell us about it, because you know we're telling you about it. We want to hear about other shows that other people are going to as well because you know up until august september and for sure october a lot of bands are going to be playing locally or you know closer to their own region as opposed to Mm -hmm. tours but tours are coming and we will start seeing all of you that come through oh yeah there actually is one band i'm not going to say who but there is one band that i know for a fact is going to be touring next month and they are coming to salt lake in july but when that tour officially gets announced, some shows have been announced and have been, are they're happening. They are happening. <laughs> I will uh, I will spill the beans probably in the next uh, week or two. Perfect. Well, we'll look forward to that. Now let's move over to some great cover to cover albums. So some great albums here. Both of us picked some some fast punk. Uh, all the tracks. Well, one of them is two o four, but all the rest are all under two minutes. So let's get right into it. Who'd you pick? Well, I picked one that is, uh, well, 
Their songs go over 60 seconds sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes they stay under 60 seconds. But what they never achieve, they don't live up to their namesake. There is never a song that is not one, not two, but three, four, five, six, seven seconds. See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe their seven seconds refers to how long the circle pit goes full energy. <laughs> yeah, maybe the circle pit, but they make up for it with all the stage dives. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So, yes, seven seconds. I talked about them once on this show before as they're uh, uh, talking about the last album that came out, which was uh, Leave a Light On. Wonderful album, by the way. Check it out. But where I'm going is all the way back to the beginning. I am talking about their uh, stellar calling card of a record, The Crew. And there is a reason why I chose it, other than the fact that it is a great album and one of the, uh, just one of the pillars of the uh, of bringing the youth crew ethics and the ethos into the fold in as early as 1980. Well, technically 1984, that was when it was released, but I'll get to that in a minute. The fact is, um, they recently remastered and released the crew. In a, in a vinyl format, you can but you can stream it pretty much anywhere. And it was just updating the sound, not making it so uh, fuzzy and lo-fi, you know, the classic hardcore sound. And, uh, you know, but still keeping the energy there, still keeping that uh, sort of uh, boxed-in persona of what hardcore was. Just, uh, you know, just sprucing it up a little bit. Just a, It's like getting a tune-up on your car. Nice. Something like that. And it's and it sounds great, you know. Every song is still there. Every song sounds amazing. Um, and yeah, it's a seven seconds track. It's a seven seconds album. It's the album to listen to. I think it's only rivaled, uh, rivaled only by uh, "Walk Together, Rock Together," which is still a great one. Right. Yeah. They covered 99 Red Balloons on that album. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and it's the best cover ever. Anyway, the best cover of that song ever. Anyway, the uh, yeah, the crew, it's a, it's got a it's got a lengthy uh, track listing, but the songs themselves are not lengthy in time. Probably the longest one goes to about two and a half minutes, maybe three if they were being ever so daring. <laughs> <laughs> but back then, no, they weren't. And uh, and the fact was, they were coming from Reno, Nevada. Can you name any any band at all that came from fucking Reno? I cannot. <laughs> you know, even Just Vegas has more than. <laughs> Like a Red City Radio, I know, came from Vegas. That's a band that nobody else knows about. <laughs> but yeah, Reno, Nevada, and Seven Seconds, yeah, they were like uh, one of the only bands there that were just taken on to the new hardcore sound. And really, kind of by default, they uh, chose to adopt the straight-edge stance because they live in Reno, a lot of casinos, a lot of uh, gamblers, and a lot of drinking. You know, they didn't want to, they didn't associate with that crowd at all. Really, because you can't go into a casino if you're under 18 or drink when you're under 21. So they were like, well, fuck that. If they don't want to let us in, then we're just going to do our own thing. We're not going to drink. <laughs> so there you go. They were one of the uh, purveyors of a straight edge on the West Coast. Well, as close to the West Coast as possible. Just in the West in general, because it was an East Coast thing. Uh, very, mu very much so back then. And But yeah, they didn't. They didn't go the minor threat way. They weren't saying like, a, oh, I'm straight edge, X up my fist, and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I didn't even know they were. <laughs> that's, how, that's how under the radar they kept it. 
And in the but in the crew, they talk a lot about uh, real life situations uh, pertaining to uh, uh, the social the social uh, ramifications of the scene. And one in particular is when they were talking about uh, how hardcore is a quote guys thing. <laughs> you know, this was the uh, this was the way for the boys to let off some steam. And oh, girls don't like hardcore, but no, quite a few of them did. <laughs> And Seven Seconds knew that, and Kevin wrote the song Not Just Boys Fun. And that is a song that I think stands out, not just in the album, but in the hardcore community as well, especially back then. No one was really preaching that. So, and Seven Seconds, I don't know if they were the first or uh, or the last, really. Definitely not the last. Because, <laughs> I mean, if they if they were the last, we wouldn't have, uh, uh, we wouldn't have bands like, uh, fuck, I forgot the name. <laughs> insert insert a band where the uh that is all female or whatever <laughs> i know i i kind of uh, ate my own uh argument right there but <laughs> but yeah still not just boys fun that was uh that was just a time where it's like you you really are gonna you know ostracize women for getting into hardcore eh, go fuck yourself this is inclusive of everybody and anybody who can relate to this uh to this music to the scene and it's not just boys fun and if I can't convince you, maybe Kevin will. Mike! Man, you got a problem, man, you fucking skink. I'm much bigger with that name, you're at the close around you. The place is not a gag. Don't want him on the desk because I'm with the worst place. The kitchen on her back. It's time to change that attitude quick. He's showing us shit for me, I just gotta see him. Think he's rather just up in pretty lace, so nice and colored pink. He feels a fucking threat when he's the better front. A stupid fat of beat him, maybe he's not your really one. But it's not just boys, fun. I may not have been able to think of uh, uh, <laughs> bands that hold a lot of uh, recognition as Seven Seconds does for uh, you know having uh, having someone with a tits and a vagina in a band, <laughs> and the fact that that is like a calling card for one band just to say it's like calling a band female fronted and declaring that as a genre. It doesn't exist. That. Female-fronted metal doesn't exist. Female-fronted hardcore doesn't exist. Hardcore bands that happen to have a female in their band exists. Right. And that's just where it leaves. You know? Filth is eternal. Yeah, filth is eternal. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Had one right in front of me, quite literally. (laughs) Quite literally. Yeah, but also, you know, they they don't necessarily have to be singers. They just got to be in the band. My band has a female drummer. 
You know? Disembodied, they have a female bassist. And uh, by that extension, Martyr AD, they also have a female bassist. It's the same one. Right? <laughs> you know? It, uh, L7? All girls? All ladies? The Muffs? Yeah, the Muffs. God damn the Muffs. Miss it. Oh, God. I miss the Muffs. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, of course, you got the... Uh, uh, you got the trophy female-fronted uh, bands. You think of Joan Jett. You think of the Runaways and Lita Ford and all these, and all these ones. And they were the front runners of all that for bringing out rock and metal and and hardcore. They had theirs, so we'll just leave it at that. Uh, but I do have a nice story as to why I equip myself to uh, this song. One of my uh, very dearest of friends, the one who actually got me into hardcore music as I know it today, she. Uh, uh, she told me the story of when she was getting into hardcore music and she felt ostracized because she was a lady in a in a room full of guys, you know. So, but she loved the music and she couldn't exactly express herself until she met uh, Greg Benick, the singer of Trial and also uh, bystander, founder of One Hundred for Haiti. That guy we talked about him on the show quite a bit. And when she met him, he uh, and she was just uh, pouring herself out to her, saying how I'm a uh, how I'm a woman and I don't feel like I belong in hardcore. And he, he just sat there. He listened. He absorbed every word. And he said, listen, it doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is your feeling related to this scene. There's a song I want you to check out. It's by Seven Seconds. And it was this song. So she has a, she has a connection to this song that is unmatched by anyone else that I know. Awesome. So this was for you. You know who you are. <laughs> I feel weird saying names on the on the podcast <laughs> uh, without their consent. Anyway. Fair enough. Uh, on that note, before we move on, because you still have one more track, yes, I'm I just going to point out that uh, the label that put out Oi to the World, I'm in the process of working something out, but I'm going to get tracks from a, a new compilation that they're putting out soon. It'll be out in the next few weeks. Uh, and it's all it's featuring females in punk. So on that note, yeah. uh, there will be uh, a variety of sounds, street punk, oi, ska, and so forth, that uh, we'll be playing. We'll be playing at least a couple tracks, and we'll get all that sorted out. But just so you know, that's coming. All right. That is, that is awesome. Also, I realized two of my picks for uh, today's podcast uh, both include uh, women vocalists. Awesome. So that's pretty cool. Yep. We'll be getting to the second one shortly. But before we do, let's get to your second track for this album. Yeah, it's my second track to this album. As I said, they were bringing the whole uh, youthful uh, straight edge energy to uh, uh, to specifically Reno, but also opening it up to the West. And with that, they were uh, they wrote a song that was exemplary of the hardcore scene, which was comprised of... Yeah, 90% of the members were under the age of 20. <laughs> also 18. You know, it was uh, it was definitely much very comprised of the youth and they realized that if they stuck together in this scene, if they stuck to the the ethos of this scene, they're never going to get old. I mean, they're going to get old physically, but they will never get old in spirit. You know? They're not going to get old in their heads at least as far as their personalities are concerned, is because this uh, scene is teaching us all important life lessons. And the biggest of which is to not be a dick <laughs> and to think for yourself, not to accept everything that's uh, coming at you, just to uh, self-govern yourself as as the world intends. It really does intend. 
Uh, but yeah, on the on the subject of age, they just put it very bluntly, very blatantly in their in one of their uh, biggest songs ever, "Young Till I Die." Let's give that a listen and see if it sets us back a few years. <laughs> saying earlier about that uh that outsiders track where it's like uh yeah this is the one where we uh kind of take a rest and just let like everybody chant and sing along well, right yeah this is one of those uh anthems but i guarantee they are not getting <laughs> rest on that <laughs> right this, yeah it's one of those things where it's like uh this is where everyone does the pile up getting to the mic getting some mic grabs mic time whatever he sticks it in there everyone's singing yuck until i die Right? It's so catchy and so <laughs> heavy. And yeah, Young Till I Die, seven seconds. God, I miss you. I miss you. I I hate that you're not a band anymore. <laughs> but I am happy, at least happy, that I got to see seven seconds perform twice. The first time I saw them, they, they covered Minor Threat and Kids Are United. Awesome. That was pretty rad. Uh, along with 99 Red Balloons, you know, it makes sense. Uh, and I did get to see uh, Kevin Se- Kevin Seconds perform his acoustic set uh, once or twice as well. And he's a and he's a wonderful acoustic artist. He's just there. He's doing his thing. He even played guitar in Seven Seconds uh, uh, for a time, at least for one or one or two EPs. But he's a multi talent, and uh, so yeah, he's still hopefully doing that. <laughs> That's awesome. Maybe he'll play some seven seconds covers. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe he'll, or maybe he'll just do ninety nine red balloons as an acoustic cover. Yeah, I keep going back to that. <laughs> it's a good cover. Listen to it. And seven seconds, a good band. Listen to them. All of it. They haven't released anything disappointing. So, yeah, there you go. 
short songs. Uh, big talk. <laughs> big speeches on here. I'm speaking in paragraphs. <laughs> well, I will speak less because these are all so fast. I like them. We're going to get right into it. The band is Please Die. They're from Philadelphia in Pennsylvania, and they are on Lionheart Records. Are these uh, two tracks uh, from the new release on Lionheart Records. And this particular release here is uh, Please Die. So Please Die and Please Die. And they even had a track, I think, called Please Die. So the album's called Please Die. The band's called Please Die. Okay, have you uh, reached the limit of the times you're going to say, please die? Please die. <laughs> please kill that. <laughs> I didn't pick the track, please die, just so you know. But if it's one of the 13 tracks on this release. Uh, I was looking, I have a list of some bands that I'm going to throw in here and there, and some of them I've put on this particular episode. Uh, like Repeat Offender. Uh, to, I was going to play an older Repeat Offender track, and I went to look to Repeat Offender, and guess what? They had a new release, so it ended up Sweet. here. And Please Die, I started listening to the album, like, all right, which one do I want to pick? And I just couldn't pick it. And the 13 tracks range from 1 minute and 2 seconds to 2 minutes and 22 seconds. The two tracks I picked are 1 minute 48 seconds, 1 minute 56 seconds, so a little bit on the higher end there. Uh, I think they kind of go together uh, they're both kind of somewhere in the middle of the 13 tracks. Let's get into one. This was released April 8th of 2017, so over four years ago. And, but they do have some newer stuff, but this is the one I wanted to play off. And you can go look at Lionheart Records for some new stuff, I believe. Here we go. Please die with the track, Your Opinion. <laughs> yeah, I caught that. I'm uh, I'm actually surprised that they don't have a song called Please Die. <laughs> uh, they do. They oh, do. for the love. <laughs> I just opted to pick something different. I didn't go for the trifecta there, the the 
Title track of the title of the band. Yeah, the triple threat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, all jokes aside, that's some good shit. Right? Sounds like the oi skinhead version of Hatebreed. Nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Well, there's one more track, and like I say, they're kind of bookends as far as what they're talking about, right? Your opinion, good for nothing. Your mm-hmm. opinion, don't count for shit. Yeah. You, you got the, the idea there. Well, this track right here... Is together we win. So, again, uh, kind of bookends as far as our opposite ends or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. As, as far Contrasts as, a little bit. Even though they both kind of come go in the middle. Let's listen to this one. This one clocks in at 156. So, here we'll uh, talk again in about two minutes. Your opinion, unless your opinion is shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> your opinion counts for nothing. Yeah. Your opinion is shit. Well, I mean, there is a there that does hold some water. It's like if we have a if we have such a such divinely contrasting opinions, of course, we're not going to stand together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed that. That is Please Die, and the album is Please Die. I, I believe they have some newer stuff, and go check them out on Lionheart Records. Lionheart Records has got some good releases uh, on the verge of coming out. They are from Philly. The band is Please Die. Hopefully you enjoyed Please Die. <laughs> That'll be the last time I say, please die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, together, yeah. Your opinion don't mean shit. Please die. Right. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this show up. Eric, what kind of track are you playing? Whatever the fuck this track is, right? Yeah, yeah. whatever this, the fuck this is. Yes. <laughs> That's the type That's of style. song. <laughs> okay, the, really, this is more of a, that is more of an example of the entire artist catalog 
The artist I'm t- referring to is uh, Lingua Ignota. Uh, she uh, she is known as uh, Kaylee, I believe. That's her actual name. It's it's a name that begins with a K. Might but be Ling- Kristen. I yeah, was Kristen. The other day. Kristen. Okay. Yes. I was thinking of a. God, I was thinking of another person. Okay, but yes, Kristen. I don't remember her last name, but she is known as a uh, lingua ignota, which is a. Uh, I can't remember which uh, language, but it does trans out. It does translate out to a uh, ignorant language. Okay. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, lingua ignota. She's been a. She's been around for a while, and uh, really, the I can't find a way to describe her music. Like she is classically trained. So she takes a lot of her uh, intellect within music and just produces some of the most uh, some of the most agonizing and unsettling type of music that it is. It's like there's equal parts uh, harsh noise, equal parts industrial, equal parts folk, equal parts uh, doom, drear, even somewhat metallic, even in some sections. It's just a it's a fucking hodgepodge. <laughs> But she knows how to make it flow together. Much in the same way you conduct a symphony, different movements, different uh, areas, different tempos and uh, measurements, different instruments that are enunciated in uh, or exclamated within the, within the piece itself. That's what she's doing here in her, uh, in her entire catalog. And, uh, and really, this is uh, the song that I chose was a uh, new song that just came out from her upcoming album, Sinner, Get Ready. It's called Pennsylvania Furnace. She now lives in Pennsylvania. And, and this is uh, one of her softer ones. It's, it's just her uh, singing over a piano. And, and yeah, it has that, uh, that kind of same feel from a... Uh, a, a t- uh, what am I saying? To reference another artist, Emma Ruth Rundle. You know, she is a very dreary and dark folk music, where it's just her and a guitar just singing very, uh, uh, just having a drudge of lyrics. And Lingua Ignata is very much the same way, just to, right here, at least, with a piano. So this is representative of her sound, but to get a more accurate one, uh, in the coming days, I will, sho- I will showcase one song from uh, the last album she put out, Caligula, because that thing rips. Like, holy shit, does that thing put you through the ringer? Her second album is called All Bitches Die. Oh, yeah, All Bitches Die. No, uh, Caligula is the third album that yes, came out that in 2019. that is the third one. But uh, I, I like the, the album name, All Bitches Die, just because I said the other ones, it looks like the first one is Let the Evil of His Own Lips Cover Him. Yeah. I like the other two better. That one's not uh, bad or anything like that. I just, All Bitches Die. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Simple and to the point. We get we all get that one. Her last name, by the way, is Hater. H A Hater. Y T E R. Hater. Yeah, I knew it was. I knew it was something that sounded simple, but was spelled a little differently. There you go. So yeah, Kristen Hater, Lingua Ignata. This is the Pennsylvania Furnace from her upcoming record, Sinner. Get ready. So, sinners, get ready for this. Me and the dog, we die together. Within the Lord, I cast off all my earthly bonds. 
victory in Jesus. Oh
That's uh that is one of the more serene uh lingua ignata tracks. If you uh and yeah, I would I'd be doing a disservice of trying to explain the uh narrative behind Caligula, but I will I will gather myself when I present a song from that record just to give you a better feel of what she is <laughs> of what she is capable of. She's got a very brutal enterprise. And I'm expecting I'm expecting a lot of that with the uh, upcoming Sinner Get Ready. It's one of the things that I love is she's very theatrical in her performance, very much I in bet. the same way as like a as like a Alice Cooper or Kiss, you know, they take on certain uh images and personas on stage even as far as like uh, dressing up like that, you know. As far as I know, she doesn't uh, do anything that outlandish. She's not a at least in her videos, they are very you know, they're very visual. You know, That's you awesome. kind of get an idea of what's going on. But the music, it's, it speaks for itself. And she is incredibly, yeah, incredibly talented. And just uh, and just the way that she uh, presents herself in the music is brutalizing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, so, yeah, if you like what you heard here, um, I can't say it's a guarantee that you'll like the rest of her, <laughs> rest of her catalog, but... Trust me, it is worth checking out. You may hate it, you may love it, you may be disturbed by it, but you're definitely going to leave like, what the fuck did I just listen to? <laughs> so, yeah, then you'll understand why I label this as whatever the fuck this is genre. <laughs> so there you go. There's a, there's a taste of Lingua Ignata, but trust me, there's a lot more to digest. Awesome. Well, the next time uh, we'll look forward to whenever that is, the track that I have, we're going to round out the show. I'm just labeling it as an 80s song. Uh, I played <laughs> the band Dire Straits on the last episode, so because I talked about Mark Knopfler and uh, solo career, including doing film scores, I think there was like nine film scores that he did, including The Princess Bride, one of my favorite movies. Ah, uh, yeah. And I, I picked the one track on there that has some vocals. He... Uh, I think is credited for the arrangement and maybe production of the track, but it's written and performed by Willie DeVille. And it came out in 88 when the soundtrack came out. I take it back. It came out in November of 87. That's when the soundtrack came out. This particular track, uh, Storybook Love, 
1988, the song received an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Song. And it is very similar to the Once Upon a Time song. So if you hear the, the first track, I believe, Once Upon a Time, that is something that Mark Knopfler did. Well, the last track, which is at the end, like during the credits and stuff, is this one. So it's, it's very similar. Nonetheless, Mark Knopfler, and I'm just calling it 80s because Mark Knopfler, uh, Dire Straits for sure, a classic rock band, but this does not have a classic rock vibe to it. Enough said. Let's uh, take a listen. Maybe I'll wind it down a little early because I think uh, you know we're playing some stuff that's like bringing the 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 levels <laughs> down a little bit. Uh, that's all I'll <laughs> say. So this will continue to do so, but we'll listen to a little bit. Maybe not, it's not something you're familiar with. But Mark Knopfler, very talented guy. Here we go. Storybook love with Willie Deville. Come, my love, I'll tell you a tale Of a boy and girl and their love story And how he loved her oh so much And all the charms she did possess Now this did happen once upon a time When things were not so complex and how he worshipped the ground she walked and when he looked in her eyes he became obsessed my love is like a storybook story but it's as real as the feelings I feel my love is like a storybook story it's as real as the feelings I feel It's as real as the feelings I feel This love was stronger than the power so dark A prince could have within his key his spells to weave and steal a heart within her breast but only sleeping my love is like a storybook story but it's as real as the feelings I feel my love is like a storybook story as real as the feelings I feel he said, Don't you It does go on for about another <laughs> two minutes uh, I know it's kind of bringing the mood down a little bit uh, It's a cool track, just, you know this this segment of the show is really just about us talking about other stuff we listen to that might not specifically be punk. And this is something, I, like I said, big fan of the movie. Uh, the soundtrack was great. Mark Knopfler of Dire Straits did an excellent job. And Willie DeVille did a great job. I've always thought the, the lyric there, the... My love is like 
this part? A storybook story. The storybook story. You know, not that I have a, a better suggestion of what to put in there, but it's storybook story. Storybook story. It's right? a it's a story within a book within a storybook. Right. So storybook story. Uh, great uh, score for the film. All the other tracks, awesome. This is the one I, I just decided to play this one because it had some some vocals that Willie Deville is providing for us here. Uh, we're going to wind down the show. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and SLCPodcast.com. You found us somewhere. You can find us all those places. Thank you for joining us all the way up through this part of episode 218. You can find the bands on Instagram at FilthIsEternal, at FoolsErrand702, at RepeatOffenderUSA, at Outsiders. But listen here. This is how it's spelled. It's going to be a little different. At zero, U-T-S, number one, D, number three, R, number five. And that was the number zero at the beginning. So it all spells outsiders, but a lot of numbers included there. So don't just type in outsiders. You're going to have to type it in just the way I told you. You'll probably find a fan page of the movie. Right. So look for it in the way that I just described. You can find doldrums at doldrums KC, or doldrums underscore KC, rather, at official seven seconds, that's what the number seven, at lingua underscore ignata, and the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, what? where do we find you? <laughs> I am on Instagram. You can find me, you get that, that, that is scary uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. With that, I thought you were going to say that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be the second uh, Porky Pig reference I made today. <laughs> Literally at work, it was just yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my band is also on Instagram at anonymous uh, underscore band official. Our Facebook is at anonymous band SLC. Also on Facebook, I run the SLC Hardcore page. Is at SLC Hardcore. If you want to, if you're in the scene and you want to keep. Uh, Updated on shows that are happening or tours that are coming through. I will be doing that on there as well. You can also find me at Circle Pit Radio on the at Wrecked Podcast and the soon-to-be-coming at Lead Melodies. I don't know why I keep saying at, but yeah, there is at CP Radio, at Wrecked Podcast, and I don't have an Instagram for the other thing yet. (laughs) (laughs) But it will be coming through. It will be coming through. Our feud has more or less uh, died out. We didn't resolve anything. There was nothing to resolve. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nothing even existed. <laughs> There's nothing left of it. <laughs> but yeah, this is the olive branch being extended here. Des, uh, I hope you do. I hope you uh, still love me. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think that is everything where you can find me. Okay. Let's do Facebook now. <laughs> yes, you can find the bands on Facebook at Filth is Eternal at Official 7 Seconds. Again, that's the number 7. Please Die has a page. I said that I was the last time I was going to say it earlier, but I had to say it right <laughs> then. Otherwise, it wouldn't have worked. And at Lingua, Lingua Ignata Music is the Facebook where you can find Lingua Ignata and the shows at SLC Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed all the tracks. Eric, any final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts, final thoughts. I have, I think the closest thing to a final thought is like, if you are interested in doing any anything creative, 
Uh, just uh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could sit here and ramble on and speak another uh, paragraph or three about inspirational quotes or something, but really it all comes down to, yeah, just do it. Nobody's stopping you except for you. Bing. Play the fucking outro. Play the fucking outro.